Welcome to another episode of Pound One Central. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. And with me on this call, I got three of my guys. Dr. Aziz. Yo! What's good, what's good, what's good, what's good? I'm back! From Bossman to doctor. Man, listen. <laughs> listen, don't worry. You, you understand why I use that term. <laughs> you understand why this episode is not true. No. Don't worry. Sorry, <laughs> job. What's going on? What's go- hey, whose Windows laptop is that? We don't accept Windows here. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't accept Windows here. What, what's going on? Man? <laughs> it's okay, job, man. How, how you doing, bro? How you doing? How you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. Another week. So we can be thankful for, man. There's a lot going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, mm-hmm. listen. We have a very special guest with us. I mean, he's no new person to the pod, but I'll let Dr. Aziz introduce Dr. XYZ. So go ahead, bro. Oh, man. So our guest is a multiple-time book writer. He's a therapist by occupation. He's a ladies' man. Hey. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Awesome father. Excellent mentor, amazing son, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Dr. Fem Dizzle, manifesting your queen essence author himself in the flesh. Hey man, Aziz, you you, you have a a feature in this introduction thing. I'm not a ladies' man, though. You know, <laughs> they, 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 the ladies they don't they don't love me. They don't love me. I was waiting for you to correct that sentence because. You know, <laughs> anyways, listen, 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 guys. Before we go in the further, man, this episode is sponsored by, um, powered by SITM Podcast. So follow them, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and also um, subscribe to our channels on all streaming platforms at Palmwine Central. Follow us on all uh, social media platforms at Palmwine Central. So we've had plenty of discussions, I think probably since last week. Um, and uh, we're still kind of off the heels of Valentine's just because we didn't have an official episode for that. But um, we're just talking relationships, man. Relationships and masculinity. I don't know whether to say it's under threat or it's just evolving, but something's going on in the world. So all the more reason to discuss it. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. Um, get a, a sense of what you guys are thinking. Um, you know, on that topic, uh, do you think that uh, masculinity at the moment, the current time that we're in, is being undervalued or that it's straight up under attack? Like people just don't care. Mm. What do you guys think? Doctor from Dizzle. Y'all gonna make me go first? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm trying to hear from you, kings, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I, cause I have my take on it. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think, of course, um, with the right rise of the feminist movement, um, and you know, with you know the equality movement, of course, um, you know, because when the world was, society was norms and rules were established. It was probably all dudes at the table, but mm-hmm. a lot is Anglo-Saxon dudes, right? You know, even with colonization, they went to these African countries and 
they establish laws in African land. You know what I'm saying? So um, I would say, yeah, now that, you know, society is changing a little bit, um, like I said, with the feminist rise and women are voicing their opinions and things of that nature. Yeah, things things are changing and definitely there is an attack on, you know, on, on on the fellas. I would say there's a lot of attack on the on the black brothers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and we we catching a lot of the flack for the things that the Anglo-Saxon man has done. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, a lot of when a lot of stuff were established, it was it was the white fellas that was doing these things. Now mm-hmm. they're like men, men, men. But you know. Uh, a lot of times we weren't even at the table to establish some of these norms. So we just live in, you know what I'm saying? in the same society that our women counterparts are living in as well. And when, when I say we, I mean, we as uh, the black Kings, you feel me? So um, yeah, there's a lot of norms that are being challenged. And I would say some do need to go. You know what I'm saying? Like some theories or ideologies um, maybe do need to go, but I do also feel like there is an attack and I see the ex- excessiveness and, you know, they just go out of their way to, you know, want to, um, you know, diminish our masculinity at times. That's just mm-hmm. my own uh, opinion. Give us one example mm-hmm. of such an attack. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm I'm fresh. I'm fresh off uh, some sessions. I'm trying to think. Um, but I mm-hmm. I just see it a lot in even I would say even in like social media, like a lot of times as a man, when you give your opinion, they automatically will say that's misogyny. You know, and I'm like, oh, and wait. I'm like- why does it mean that I hate women or I don't want the best for women or I don't value women because maybe we just happen to share that we have difference of opinion. So as a result, a lot of men are shying away from giving the opinions due to fear of being labeled, you know, wrongly. And I think yeah. like, you know, cause of course in like, let's say the talk show space, and like, you know, a lot of, you know, out there social media, it's usually dominated by women. You know, I'm a therapist, mm-hmm. I'm in a women dominated field. So mm-hmm. in a lot of those spaces uh, that men also have access to, I think a lot of men uh, shied away from, you know, maybe saying how they feel just due to fear of being negatively labeled. Not saying that some men aren't, misogynistic but to label you know the whole group as that i think you know that speaks to the attack that i think you know us brothers are going through and i again i'm, I'm speaking for my black brothers it's crazy we stumbled upon this topic i mean not stumbled upon but it's crazy joe you brought this topic up because i was just on clubhouse um today and um shout out to Kongo Sabar, man um 
where people talk about it and everything. And this lady, she brought a topic about, oh, in transit, where she was, you know, answering some guy's question. She had mentioned that while she was pregnant, you know, she didn't give her man no play. That's nine months. But yet still expect that it's not to cheat or nothing like that. And to understand that, oh yeah, she's going through pregnancy and all that right there. It's a very valid point. You know what I mean? Like, hey, she's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, yo, man, understand. But then comes this other woman, just comes and strolls in and just kicks it, knocks it off the table, bro. I was I was confused. Literally told her, listen, I don't know what you're going to do. What is you going to suck it? Are you going to let you put on your boobs for him to smash it through your boobs or whatever? Find something to do. Just don't say that. You cannot do it because it does not cut it. If you're not going to do it, then somebody else is going to do it. <clears throat> bro, I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Because coming from another woman, bro, it was like, uh, you know, I was just waiting for the, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the mount to erupt. But everybody was just calm. Nobody was, I mean, no other woman was trying to really debate that at that moment. So it led us to think, when it's groupthink, do you hear a lot of people talk versus when they really have to speak on a platform where other people are really, really listening? Can they really speak? What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, the woman that you just spoke about, what was her logic and the train of thought behind not engaging in sex? Because, you know, as a father, you know, we were told um, the entire process that even they actually uh, encouraged that. They said that is actually good for the pregnancy in terms of, you know, when the baby is supposed to come out, it's going to help the process. Um, so like I'm saying, I'm trying to kind of understand what was her ideology when she said, oh, nine months, I'm not doing this. Literally um, she said um, that her body was not, like she just didn't feel it. You know what I mean? She was not in the mood for it. Every time I was already touching her, she was just not in the mood for it. Like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if she was going through something mentally, you know, maybe like she became self-conscious and you know what I'm saying? And she started to maybe have some insecurities where maybe she didn't think her body, of course, bodies will go through changes during pregnancy. So maybe as a result, she didn't want to be touched. I mean, because clearly she, she let the guy touch her in order to get pregnant. Um, you know, then, you know, maybe that's something that's mentally or psychologically then maybe she can address. But if she was saying it like, oh, this is a, no this should be a norm, then I, I would challenge that because it's like, okay, I mean, she's entitled to her, that opinion. And I'm not saying, you know, but it's like, yeah, don't be surprised if it has a ripple effect on the guy as well. And don't be quick to label, you know, the, the guy because maybe that could make the guy also feel unwanted. You know, like, don't label him a bad guy if, you know, if something happens as a result as well, which society tends to do, which is why, like I said, there's, there's like this attack because it's like whenever something happens between men and women, 99% or 100%, you're already faulting the guy, you know, without even like trying to gain 
the full story of what happened. And I tend to see that a lot. Man, this particular situation, I mean, like you said, not normalizing that 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 little story right there, man, because the way some people take that I run with is more of like an obligation, like the man like the man is supposed to just know, right, that oh yeah, the woman is pregnant and understand every and anything that comes with it. But in this particular situation, it took total tangle. So why is the decision still being made by one person? In that demonstration, why can you say, yo, how do you feel about this? Let's try something else. What do you think I can do that will make, that will substitute for this? Instead of saying no. Okay, no, then what? <clears throat> no, then what should happen? Like, no, then the manager just shock it for nine months. Bro, that's tough. That's yeah, tough. That's, I, I think that's, that's all just a, a communication factor. And, you know, some of the conversations that I've had, you know, with ladies, recently and this speaks to kind of like the level of dialogue that you know either women want from us or that you know we as men should be having it's just life is real man like you know i joked with someone and said you know once you hit 30 everything starts changing right now you got a niggling injury here oh you got to stretch before you go and play ball like <laughs> your body just starts doing things you weren't expecting and i think the reality is even for women those things still happen, right? Like they're not immune to those things. And unfortunately, the way society depicts it a lot of the time, you know, it's almost like, and I know people hate hearing this kind of, this, this kind of um, analogy, but it's like, we're so focused on women's bodies. It's almost like you're looking at Ferraris all the time and you're used to this high performance type of vehicle when in fact, you know, the, the car that you're gonna be with is probably not gonna be that Ferrari. Um, but with that means there's a lot more maintenance that goes with it. And the point I want to make is that, you know, for example, some of the discussions I've had um, and what women have said is, you know, something like endometriosis, right? Which is a, a condition that a lot of women can go through and it affects um, not only sexual things, but just their ability to have kids um, and a whole host of other issues, um, even related to their cycle, their their overall general health. And if we're not having those kind of conversations like on a on a practical level about how are you actually doing, you know, we'll miss those signs. So it might become a thing of she holding back. She doesn't want to, you know, necessarily uh, say why and, and allude to that kind of condition, for example. But I think it, it's up to us also to, you know, be more in depth with our conversation so we can get to the root of what it is um, and learn to how we can also um, I guess, play an active role to, you know, be supportive in that. Because at the end of the day, I mean, especially if it's your wife um, in this particular situation, like you would think that the things that you do well for her, she will be appreciative. So it's going to come back around at some point. But um, I just want to give that that little two cents. You want to add anything to that, Aziz? Uh, sure, hold sure, on, sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, just to mm -hmm. say this, that... The thing that nerves me too in this particular situation, right, is as a nigga mm -hmm. that, you know, don't got money in his pocket, but then he want to be Beyonce. I'm like, my nigga, how? <laughs> how? Like, bro, please make this make sense. How do you want this to happen? You know what I mean? So if, you, if you're looking for that trophy wife, you better be a trophy man too. Anyways, I was just going. Mm -hmm. mm, true facts, facts. Uh, so 
Uh, let me let me let me go to Joe's question first. Is it being is masculinity being undervalued or under attack? I actually think it's neither. I think it's being redefined. And I think it's being redefined by an audience of people that have a newfound control over a lot that happens in society, right? I think that the man's traditional role has been to provide, protect, and be present in a lot of ways, right? But once women realize mm -hmm. that, wait a minute, I can do what he does, and I can make more than him and do better than him, then there was an immediate lack of respect for a man's role. I also mm -hmm. think that two energies can't coexist, right? And a lot of men were not taught how to be men. So they have a lot of feminine traits and feminine energies about them. So the woman ends up being the masculine one in a relationship, and then she has to deal with the boy that she that she thinks is a man. So she automatically mm -hmm. just assumes that role. So it's it's a lot of tricky stuff going on. But the longer the short is that they really just they're really just playing a position that they knew that they knew that they had. And and at the end of the day, like men just have to realize like all it really means is that now you got to do a lot more to be the man that you're supposed to be. And if you never really understood that be ready for somebody to teach you how to understand how they want you to act. Gee, Azizi, Azizi. Uh, <laughs> nah, but, but, but the crazy thing is we see this a lot more in the black community. Yes, yes. And the reason is because a lot of, especially in the Western culture, is because there are a lot of more single parent homes in this mm -hmm. culture. Therefore, the young girls are seeing the homes had by the moms and being raised by grandma or whatever. So they're growing up, of course, not seeing the, um, you know, uh, home being led by a father and they're not seeing the mom respect the, the dad. So as a result of when they get older, that's gonna have some level of effect. Like you're just, you know what I'm saying? That just doesn't come to you in your mind. The reason the older generations had that is because they grew up in two parent homes, you know, but that kind of stopped after, you know, the war on drugs and, you know, they sent people to war and, you know, little by little, women, you know, when the men was at war, the women had to work, right? And then the fathers were going to jail. It's like, oh, somebody got to hold it down. And like, to Z's point now, women are saying, okay, we can do this too. And as a result, the respect or the reverence that there used to be for, oh, daddy, you are home. Here's your plate. Hell nah. They, you know, they doing that too. So mm -hmm. they like, nigga, where my plate at? You know what I'm saying? So now, shoot, I'm not going to take your mess because I, I can provide for myself. You know, I, all I need is, I don't need knee penis. We got, uh, what you call it, vibrates. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, society has just gone so far that, you know, we're not needing each other as much due to all these advancements. You know what I'm saying? We're not needing each other. So it's like, shoot, I can just call Tyrone to come, you know, do what he do. And before we we felt like we truly honestly needed each other. So we would mm -hmm. work together and work through things. But now we don't think we really need each other. We want each other, but we don't need each other. And that's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? So it's but so much you're gonna endure when you like I don't need I don't need you. 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and I think just just to add to that and to build off of Z's point, I think what's what's it's true what you said. It's being redefined, and what where it stems from is the fact that you try to emulate what it is you see, right? And the problem is, like you said, um, you don't see it in the home, and that uh, imagery that's taken over is social media, mm-hmm. right? So that's what's building the narrative. You know, seeing the woman flossing this and that, she doesn't necessarily have a man, you know, proudly says, uh, you know, to her, I guess, followers that she doesn't need one. So that that um, representation that's so important um, and, and is something that we try to build up to is now being shaped beyond our control, right? If you, whatever you wanted your children to manifest, you would do it by example in the household. That's saying everything starts in the home. But now because everybody has a cell phone, everybody has social media, that is in essence the parent, as they say. Um, and it's ironic because they used to say that about having televisions in the home, right? Like, you know, you're, you're letting the, the television babysit your child. But now that every kid has a phone, it's now social media that is the parent in the household. Um, but yeah, so I think it's exactly like you said, it's being redefined and unfortunately, based on the imagery that's out there, we're not even the ones that are defining it anymore. It's kind of this quote unquote monster that's uh, rearing its ugly head. But just to that point, what do you guys think about relationships as far as in this day and age, given that climate, do you think they're even worth it anymore? Or is that something that we'll have to redefine in and of itself? Like the worst that comes from actually being in a relationship, what is that gonna look like? I think it's it depends on you as an individual. Um, I think it's worth it because everybody everybody doesn't uh, you know hasn't like complied or um, adopted the ways of the world or societal. Um, there are some people that still like yeah we got social media but this is not my life and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. come to how. Um, the norms of the world is I, I'm I'm just gonna use my common sense and what I feel is right. So I think you just gotta find someone that you're compatible with, and that you know you guys share, you know maybe similar worldviews on the important things. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you're able to find that, um, you're gonna feel like man. Uh, this love thing or this relationship thing is still worth it. But, you know, if you, if you the type that you just want to chill, but you, you with somebody that's like, yo, you want, you want to make me your WCW and, you know, placing emphasis on, Oh, this, you don't value me because you don't put me on here. But it's like, when did this become a norm of how much I value you, you know? which are some of the things that, that are going on in relationships. So again, you just gotta find someone that maybe you like-minded in a lot of the important areas. And I think, um, you know, you, you can still find um, worth in relationships. Everybody, I mean, at some point, they took co-pilot, I think, I believe. You know, I mean, sometimes we just we just fight it. But if you really think about it, at some point, we do need a companion. You know, uh, uh, Uncle, do you do you have a companion? Come down, come down. 
calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> this guy. <I'll> calm down. <laughs> Asking for a no. friend. <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We'll get there, we'll get there. For now, you know, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are still struggling, but don't worry, we'll get there someday. That's why I said someday, you know what I mean? For those who are at it right now, you know what I mean? For those who are already married, kudos to you. For those who are engaged to be married, great job right. to you guys, man. You guys are doing a phenomenal job, you know, paving that way for us, you know, to follow your footsteps. No problem. For those who are rushing into it, Good job for those who are actually taking the time. Great job, no problem. For those of us who are, <laughs> for those of us who are, who are looking, engaging, you know, using Galileo's telescope, looking far <laughs> and near, you know what I mean, my guy. Hey, we know in the back of our minds that at some point, you know, we want that because we see the beauty in it, you know. But there are different life obstacles that might hinder one from getting there. Well, for me. I'm going to me from getting there. You know what I mean? But in the back of my mind, I know the importance of it. You know what I mean? So to Joe, your, uh, your question, it's needed. Um, it's very important because even going back to our own parents, man, it was never, I mean, most times it was never pretty in the house. You know what I mean? I don't care how good your dad was to your mom when your mom was to your dad. There were moments when it was never good. And you've seen the, you know, the good, the bad, the evil, and all that. But at some point, you yourself as a human being got to take accountability of your actions. You can never say, oh, I seen this, I seen this, I seen this. I was always racing this, I was always racing this. At some point, you with your logical mind have to also say, yo, you know what? That was wrong that I have to rewrite. You know what I mean? That's why I always say um, learning to unlearn certain things. And it's hard, but it's much, it's much, much needed. You know what I mean? So eventually, one would definitely have to be in there if, you know, one has to, you know, wants to live a healthier life because, you know, that bouncing bouncing thing like a grasshopper. Huh? That's why grasshoppers don't live for long. Wow. You know, they die quickly. <laughs> Think about it, man. You know what I mean? So hey, it's 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 much needed. Um it's harder these days because we were never challenged as much as we are now. You know, a lot of things mm-hmm. were just swept under the rug. But now that, you know what I mean, the the, the you know the, the the ladies are challenging us every now and you know every step of the way, you know, we're beginning to not be so comfortable. And us not being comfortable, you know what I mean, is a denial of certain things that we know that are wrong, but yet we don't want to change. We just argue. But like they say, man, so, you know, certain things, you know, take time, but they eventually come to pass, you know, and this is, and these are some things that, you know, some men already got and some men will eventually follow, you know, in that path. Not to say that everything is right. There are some good things and there are some bad things. But either way, man, this fight will always keep going. I feel sorry for the duration coming. That's the thing. <laughs> but anyways, I'll give you a chance to, to answer your own. But the duration coming, I feel sad for them both. <laughs> As the sprinkle from Sunday service on that, what do you what do you say to that? <laughs> oh, okay. So the question. Um, let me make sure I get this right. Like, do do you think this relationship is is necessary? Okay, our, our relationship is worthwhile or just another way a man doesn't have time for. I think it could be both. Um, if you're a guy that has done the work, if you've done the spiritual, emotional, financial, mental, physical work, and you're ready, and you've met that goal, whatever that goal is that you have for yourself, financially especially, right, then you're ready. 
because I don't care what relationship you're in, you're going to spend. And I don't care about all this feminist noise that these people are talking about. At the end of the day, they still want a man to be a man. And that comes with you providing and expending your own resources, right? If you are a guy that has not done the work <laughs> and you feel like you just want to wing it, you need to worry. <laughs> because trust me, bro, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about what you're not. And she's going to remind you about what you're not every single day. So do yourself a favor and step away from that scenario, however it looks. So it really depends on where you are as an individual. I think if, you, if you've if done the work, it's definitely something that you'll enjoy. If you still have work to do, then take that time. Give yourself that year. Give yourself that six months and do the work. And guess what? You'll thank me later for this advice. So, so basically, we're going to have to enter into a, a form of monkhood until such time as we emerge ready. There's no in-between. There's no in-between, bro, because if you're not ready, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rear itself in a very ugly way. <laughs> and you made emphasis. Yeah, yeah, no, one, I was going to say one thing about women is they're very unforgiving when you're not ready. <laughs> Everything could be perfect one day, and then it might be something that, that she needs you to do that is vital in her, in her universe, and you can't do it. And the other, the other, I'll give, I'll give you another piece of game too. Every woman you meet has a predetermined narrative about what she wants from you. So if you're a guy, the first thing you should do is try to discover what that narrative is and what this means for her. Because once you understand that, then you know exactly how to make her happy. And if you don't, <laughs> nothing you do is gonna make her happy. Then she can skedaddle. <laughs> and she will. And she needs to. It then anybody's she will job and to she'll make, make it public on it then anybody's job to make another human being happy. If they're not happy by nature, they will never be happy no matter what you do. But before I even jump on that, you made emphasis on uh, finances. Why did you emphasize on that? Because a man is as good as his resources, and one of his prime resources is his finances. But what but why why isn't that being redefined? Since every a lot of other things are being redefined, I'm you know I'm curious, you know especially now that, of course, when it comes to, you know, working and access, the playing field is the most leveled as, as it's been, you know, when it comes to education. So it's like, why is a man's worth? I'm just asking, you know, I'm just trying to shake the table. You feel me? Why is a man's worth still like, yo, a man still got to provide when it's like, yo, we, the respect is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't need me no more. So why is it that we, we going away from these traditional, you know, these gender roles expectations, but you still expecting you know, that, that provider, what's up with that? And that's a very valid question too, bro. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been asking myself that same question for, for forever. You know, I got all you know, my feminist friends and stuff, you know I mean? Shout out to y'all and I love y'all. My bang, my bang, I was not calling names, you know I, just, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do here. Please just. No, I'm, 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 I'm giving the queens a shout out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm giving them a shout out. My, my, my beautiful sisters. Yeah, man. You know, shout out to them, man. You know what I mean? But you, how can I put this, man? It's like, <laughs> AK you want, <laughs> you want, you want, 
all these things. But yet, you still want <laughs> the man to still be a man. But like, I don't get it, bro. Like, is it right or is it left? He still got to pay that brand price, dog. Never get me started on that one, but let's just move on. Let's just leave that topic alone because this, this, because that one right there, uh, 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 that one gets me to today. But let's move on. I still love that tradition. Though. I still love that tradition. I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this, bro. I was dating a chick at one point, and I remember oh. I'll never forget that she told me this. She said, "Um, what's mine is mine, but what's yours is ours." Huh? And what I learned from that statement, even till date, is that. All of them think like that. Oh, no. They all think that they deserve everything that you bring to the table. Not all but, women. Bro, give she's, me... a to- she's a toxic woman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What, what's mine is mine? That's the day I was. That's the day I was. Coming, have, coming that from like, a therapist, <laughs> let's believe it's true. Eh? How can you tell me what? About. You know, how can you say what's mine is mine and what's yours is ours? Are you mad or are you stupid? Bro, I'm telling you, <laughs> I've been out. It's a common, <laughs> it's a common culture, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a common culture, unfortunately. But see, to me, hearing hearing a woman say that, it's kind of jarring because the only way I could justify her maybe thinking that is that, you know, if it's a if we're actually talking about you being in a serious, committed relationship, you're married, you have kids, and she's thinking about the future, which is your offspring, and should you pass? That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But, you know, where she wants to have a nest egg in case for whatever reason, um, something happens to your side of the finances or whatever. But um, for me, that's dangerous because I'm like, if exactly. we're supposed to be in this together and our kids are our kids, you know exactly. what I'm saying? I'm not gonna. You're not gonna go and say my kids are my kids because they came out of me, you know. And I'm just, you know, I was just uh, helping you out, so to speak. But it's like we have to be in this together for everything. Like if because the man coming into it is putting in his finances, you know, almost by default. Why can't she then contribute in that same way? Especially in this day and age, where like Femi said, uh, women have. I mean, they make more than most men these days. Um, so it shouldn't really be that much of a of an issue. I would think, and there's so many ways you can flip it, you know, that has to do with the whole legality of marriage, whether you want to share everything, whether you want to keep everything separate or have your own separate plus what you accrue, but that's a whole different debate. But I would be worried hearing a woman say that because it already tells me there's some in, ingrained selfishness that she's holding on to that she hasn't given up giving into the marriage. Bam. And such a woman is the type of woman, God forbid, but if you guys break up, she will say, these are my children. You don't get to see these kids. Mm. The fellas, think, just think about mm-hmm. what she's spewing. What mm. is mine mm-hmm. is mine. When you marry, we are, it's, not, it's not about mine, it's mine. It is our. Mm. We are building, mm. we are a family. We, well, we are doing things for the betterment of this family, this unit. And when you are thinking, oh, I will put my own to the side, oh, but yours, we go, we go, we go divide them. That's colonizer mentality. I, I think to that point, you know, just like we're saying uh, manhood is probably going to be redefined. I think it also means that there's going to be a part where relationships are redefined too because of those changing components where 
if women are saying they no longer want to be judged based on their bodies, for example, then we're going to start judging on character too. And like you said, if we start to have those conversations and we're not kind of hearing the things that speak to the kind of future that we want to create with the woman that we have in our lives, it's not going to go the way they think it is. So I think there's going to be a lot of changes and it's up to us also as men to start to have a little bit more of a backbone, a little bit more skin in the game um, and not make it as simple as, oh, she's cute. Therefore, you know, we're good. Um, it has to really be about who are you dealing with as a person from one person to the other. I mean, needless to say, that was the beginning of the end of that relationship. But it is it is a common culture that I've seen. And even if th- they don't say it, it's kind of like almost like the actions say it. So it's just something to pay attention to. But I agree with what you guys said for sure. Very toxic. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And just something that Joe said about the whole body thing or whatever. Bruh, listen. <laughs> if me, I'm struggling to put my body together. And she's not. And I say, hey, listen, join me in this workout. And she refuses. And I get my body right. And next you know, it's like, go me. And I'm finding somebody that we share the same body goals because... That's what I'm looking for. Is she supposed to be mad at me? That's her problem, bro. Because what I knew is not what they know now. Same way as I'm working to set myself right for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. He's just supposed to sit there and just shock it all in. Shock all the 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 the, the thing that he's feeling inside. Like, oh man, I don't belong here type shit. Just because of what? Because he's scared to voice his opinion because of what backlash? I got like, come on now. That's why a lot of people hate that one guy on the internet. What's his name? Um, Kevin Sanders. Yeah, that guy. That's why a lot of people hate that guy because he, you know, he he says his shit directly. Not every man is going to say that because mm-hmm. people are like scared of hurt feelings and all why not. But imagine if the, the, the you know the tables were turned around, would it be scared to hurt yours? Yeah, I think we already know that answer. We've been through the fire countless times, so unrelenting. But um. But yeah, just, just to that point then, so like when you look forward now about relationships, do you think maybe even especially at our age, it's a case, and this goes kind of back to what Aziz mentioned, that we are, would you say that you're only looking to date specifically if you know that there's likely to be marriage or do you still believe that we're at liberty to be able to date to basically go on dates, as women would say, to discover the person. What do you guys think? I've never understood that thing about dating to, to marry. Like, how do you fuck it now? Do you get, like, some news from God, like, yo, Seth, that's the person. Just keep dating that person till you guys get married. Like, somebody help me here. I mean, if you say that, you're going to this with the intentions that, okay, this is the one and only person that you will give it your all, regardless of the good, bad, ugly to that person. Now, that, that, that's a statement I could go with. They just say that, oh, I'm, oh, this person, this is the one and only, you know, I'm, a, you know, or, or somebody say that, that one person, the, the very next person I date is the person I'll marry. Like, how do you know that? How do you know that? So do you think the ladies have kind of been right all along in this idea of kind of dating one or two people that they think have potential, not necessarily committing too much? Is that something that we should be? imploring to or I mean to me if the, I mean if the guys are doing it I don't see why the women can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know what we I mean? If we, if we can have options to, you know, go and swim in the, in the waters to find what's right, they can also mm-hmm. swim too to find what's right. Where's the problem? I think, I think dating without expectation is really, really fun. And I encourage that. But I also understand the people that date because they need, they need to find that right person. So I think the first thing is you have to understand where the person is that you're actually beginning to date or court or whatever. And then if you have that understanding collectively, then it's a it's an experience that you both will enjoy. But if one person is dating for marriage and the other person is dating just to have a good time, then it's going to be a clash. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you just got to be careful with that and, and just, just make sure you communicate where you are so there's no surprises and people can't use that against you later. Because do you believe in love at first sight? I do. I do. I believe that there's explain something that. different. I, explain I just, that. So, okay. So I think that... um. I think that everything that happens is predetermined in some capacity, right? So when you meet a person that you feel like you 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 love at first sight, I feel like you've already met before in a different realm. So to me, love is more spiritual than anything else. So it's literally just a matter of God saying, this is the time you were supposed to cross paths, but you already knew each other before I brought you here. Have you ever experienced that before? Um Yes, and yes, and there's definitely been people that I, I felt like I know you and I and I, I don't know you per se, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I can't what say. What is it like? What is it like? Like, did your toes curl? Your fingers, did they <laughs> go backwards? Like, <laughs> no, like, tell me, bro, what is it like? Bro? <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those moments where everything feels right. So the conversation is just flowing very naturally. It doesn't feel forced by either side. Uh, the energy that she gives off and the environment kind of leads to whatever it is that you're both going towards. Um, something might happen where it's never happened in the past. And then it might feel like a coincidence, but you both know that there's something to this in this moment that we're supposed to be right here. So it's a, it's a lot of like <laughs> Disney innuendo, but it really happens <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> is it a pure chemistry thing or a love thing? Is there a difference between those two? Um, well, love, love has to be tested. So you won't mm-hmm. know if it's really love until you actually have been tested, right? Mm-hmm. And that takes time. But in the moment, it might feel like, yo, I love this. I love this person. I love whatever this could be. You mm-hmm. ju- it just it just redefines yourself over time. So, you, Joe, you said something about love and chemistry. I beg my brother, please mm-hmm. tell me the difference. No, I'm just, I mean not to get too lost in like uh, terminology and stuff, but I'm, ju- I'm just trying to uncover what it meant because I'm also wondering if it's like, is there a difference between you thinking you, you know, have love for someone as a, you know, person to another person, or is this love that we know as in relationship type love? But to answer your question, um, I just think that the reason why I said it is because I feel like you can have a really good chemistry with someone and click, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to say for myself if it's actually love. Like, because I've met ladies in the past, like I could probably name them on one hand that I, you know, we just clicked. Like it was instant. We, we didn't have to, like you said, it flowed. The conversation was there. You know, people could actually like look at the two of us and sense the chemistry. But I don't know if it was love. And maybe I was in denial about it. I don't know. Um, now that I look back on it, but um, that was just something that crossed my mind. I, I wonder if there's like a, a difference or maybe it could be that 
chemistry is just one of those signs leading up to love, right? Mm. Just one of those other factors. You might have chemistry and other components. So maybe it's just a component of it because it makes sense that love is, it's grandiose. You know what I mean? It's, it's all encompassing. So very few people are going to know what it is. But for me, I still think I hold true that when you feel that you're in love, it's something that you just feel. I always, I always use the phrase like the more, the more difficult you find to explain it, the more likely it is, you know, mm. it's when it's difficult to put into words. So, but that's just me. <laughs> can, you, <laughs> can you have chemistry with somebody, right? But not necessarily go down the love route or, or the marriage route or the relationship route. Like you just enjoy that chemistry, that moment. Like, as you said, they to enjoy the moment, you know what I mean? Can you just have that? But yeah. because okay, the, how 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 do you get to you know know that okay, this is somebody you want to marry, and we should probably have you know people who are married here to you know mm. educators because none of us is, and I don't want listeners to sit there and say, oh, you guys are not married. Why are you talk about marriage stuff? Leave me alone to talk about it. But anyways, look, <laughs> <laughs> look, man, how do people go down that path? Don't they find this chemistry and decide to act upon that chemistry as two mm. adults? That's, that's a tough one because I think it goes back to what Aziz was saying where sometimes people might get, everyone might feel like they need companionship. So once they sense that chemistry, they'll want to hang on to that person. And even if it might not necessarily go um, the full route of dating or, or a serious relationship. And I think I can speak on that because I feel like I've, I've been there at least once or twice Um You know, I remember actually talking to this one girl. For whatever reason, four years went by. Mm-hmm. We were we were talking, hanging out. I don't know. Don't ask me how four years went by. Four years went by, but we were never officially dating, right? But all the chemistry was there. We had, you know, met some of our, you know, each other's friends, even some family members, kind of indirectly and all that. But I don't know. It was just, that's why I said It might, the chemistry was obviously there, that's undoubted, but maybe there was something more to it and there was a sense of denial. But um, at least I can say that I know if it is there, it is possible to have the chemistry without go the whole love, relationship, whatever route. But I think it becomes a very treacherous slope when you do that because um, there's a lot of feelings involved and people can kind of react, um, get a knee-jerk reaction when feelings are involved, and you stand the risk of losing that person, and you will feel that that loss. You know, you can't easily replace people that you have that level of chemistry with. So. I, think, I, think, I think there's something to what you're saying, but I think mm-hmm. that um, the chemistry piece ends when one party decides that the party's over. And yeah. um, the reality is that the person that cares the most It's hurt the most when it's over. So mm. it becomes one of those things where, again, you got to understand the game that you're playing and what you're really getting into, right? Mm-hmm. The older people say, when you know, you know. And if you don't know, are you are you man or woman enough to say, you know what? This might not be what I really want. Mm. Do you care about the person too much? Do you care about hurting their feelings? Do you care about the fact that this might change the relationship that you have? by being completely honest and transparent. All those things happen when this whole chemistry thing comes in. 
I also think that love word is very interesting, right? Because love and in love are synonymous, but different, aren't they? So you can love a person's intellect. You can love the way she dresses. You can love her body. You can love her personality. But if you're not in love with all of those things, then what? How does that shape the relationship or the chemistry? And just, just to add on real quick, there's a, there's a quote that says, the power lies with he who cares the least. Mm. So that person that decides to cut, that has the wherewithal to say that I know this isn't right and they cut ties, it's a clean break for them. Mm-hmm. It's the other person that didn't see it coming that, you know, lingers on. So, mm. yeah. And just like they say in boxing, <laughs> it's the punches that you don't see that hurt the most. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That's the knockout punch right there. That's the knockout <laughs> Uh, why is that the masculinity? Is it undervalued or being under attack? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And in, 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 in closing, man, what do you guys conclude with that? I definitely say it, it change is underway. Um, and the best way for us to be able to not be shaken up or, I guess, uh, overpowered by the changing narratives, and I say narratives in plural because it will, every day it seems like something new, I think the best way to um, control that is to control oneself. Um, that's always the first place that it starts. So not to be overwhelmed by what's going on, but just to really choose uh, to, to do some soul searching and find out what it is, how it is you want to stand out as a man in society today. Um, I think everyone is kind of um, going through that, some a little bit more forced than others, but um, I think it is maybe a, a an awakening, so to speak. So I don't, as much as it seems negative, what's going on, I think, uh, you know, it is what you end up making of it. Um, so yeah, just, just try to look within yourself and find those and ask the right questions in order to find the right answers and then go from there. I like, I like that quote, um, to thy own self be true. Because all it's saying in retrospect is um, stay true to yourself. And if you really are, true to oneself completely and are rooted, then there's nothing that's gonna knock you off your square. I really believe that there's something for everybody. It might not be exactly what you think it it may look like, but there's definitely that one person out there for you. And as long as you're true to yourself, you're gonna attract that same energy, that same frequency, that same vibration in some way, shape or form at the right time. So just stay rooted, man, be who you are. You don't have to change for anybody. And even if society changes, as long as you have a clear understanding of who you are and what you really stand for, it won't matter. And she'll understand and respect that about you. I do agree with everything you guys said. You know, um, just stay true to yourself. You know, be you, regardless of what you're the one feeling the burn and nobody else. You know, so the glory, you know, all that, the good, the bad, all of you, you're the only person who will feel that. And each and every one of us were our own enemy. So the ball is that each and every one of us is court. You know, I mean, you hit it where you see fit. And yeah. For some people who are scared of um, love or being in love, well, I don't know, man. You need to hit up Dr. Femi we just had on the park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh. You know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful and laughing, but you know, you should hit up Dr. Femi. You know what I mean? Have that conversation with him. I don't know how to, you know, help you there. Um, but if you have it, you know, just keep fighting at it, man. It's, uh, you know, from what I see or from, you know, the conversation I'm having and 
And even from past experiences, you know, we all know it's a beautiful thing. Why shy from it for all different reasons? But hey, it is what it is. It's PWC, man. We're discussing all these things, you know, um, learning on learning. Hopefully, um, you guys are, you know, learning and would like to hear from you guys too as well. Um, this episode is sponsored, it's powered by Stuck in Red Podcast. Subscribe to their channel. Um, and follow them on all social platforms at SITM Podcast. And also follow us too on all social platforms at Palmine Central. And subscribe to um, our streaming platforms. Subscribe to us on all streaming platforms at Palmine Central. Bossman Aziz, not Dr. Aziz, for this episode. And Smoking Joe. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, fellas, man. Appreciate you. No doubt. Awesome. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to all the, uh, you know, shout out to everybody that's like the podcast, man. Shout out to Sir Chow. Turn the lights low. Can you feel the vibe? 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 Can you feel the fire now?